following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on a post-holiday Tuesday statewide broadcast, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. We do have our Honolulu Blue Huge Question of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. What is the greatest moment in your life as a Lions fan? Christmas Eve was big. Superfly Hayes at the Hayes Ranch had the family around. He was coddling his newborn nephew, and all of a sudden the interception at the goal line that sealed the Lions' first NFC North title within 30 years. He threw his little nephew in the air, and he caught him right before he hit the ground. And the family erupted, not for the interception, but for the life-saving catch by Superfly. I'm getting misty-eyed because that's what the true meaning of Christmas is all about. You're so excited, you toss your little two-month-old nephew in the air like he's a soccer ball. Come on, Superfly. Lions put it away. We'll have Dan Miller's call at the end for a dude that's been there for the good and bad and more bad than good. And then Dan Campbell's speech afterwards where he brought up the guys who have still been on the team through the tough times. Led by Taylor Decker. It is totally a goosebump, not just moment from that game, but where the Lions are right now. And I saw Peter Schrager for the NFL Network after the Niners got hammered by the Ravens. Where you're a Lions fan, you're like, you know, we got hammered by them. In Baltimore, they hammered San Francisco, who's the overall number one seed. Maybe we are the best team in the NFC. And if the Lions beat the Cowboys and Vikings in their final two, and you get the Niners just lose one more game, ladies and gentlemen, your number one seed in the NFC with home field advantage and the first round by will be your Detroit Lions. Think about that. I'm not saying somebody last summer made that prediction of home field advantage and 14 and three. 
I'll take 13 and four and being off by a game. Ooh, I'm so far off. This is amazing, man. Mm. I'm watching it. You're watching it. The Hayes family. That little nephew someday when they see the video when he's older where he's cartwheeling around and Superfly made the catch through the big pillow right underneath the little baby and made the catch. Mama Hayes said, Brett, what are you doing? And he said, the Lions have won the North, Mama. Everybody will remember that because what you were thinking before that interception, and you can tell me you weren't thinking it, and I'll call you a liar, okay? Christmas is over. Nice guy Bill is in the rearview mirror. I'm watching it, you're watching it, and we're saying, okay, why did they fall on the fumble? Oh, my God, why did they fall on the fumble? Oh, we know how this plays out. And nobody, the entire game could cover anybody straight up. Thank God they had a quarterback in Mullins who liked throwing the Lions players almost as much as he did his own Vikings players. But they made the plays when they had to. And yeah, Dan Campbell afterwards, oh, don't listen to the noise. The noise was real. This team wasn't playing well at times. Matter of fact, they didn't play great against the Vikings, but they found a way to win, and that's really been the theme. They didn't go to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs by 30. And by the way, when you look at the Chiefs, Taylor Swift curse, that thing will never go away. Travis Kelsey throwing his helmet. You know why he threw that helmet and we had some sideline audio from the NFL Network that a lot of people haven't played. He threw the helmet and said, why is she at every game? (laughs) Why is she at every game? And she's got that little bell. What's that bell? Calling for her butler to come pour another gin and vodka? God, that's a curse of her. What, What are they with her around? I think they're under 500. She annoys me and I don't even listen to her music or date her. Those are those are flashing red light sirens. She could walk up right now because downtown Grand Rapids is crazy. They got like two shows of the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, nothing beats a great Christmas show the day after Christmas. But more power to all of you. And the parking and the streets are backed up. It was crazy. I mean, my Lord, I, I don't know what this Trans Siberian Orchestra crowd is. Somebody had a Pantera shirt on. And a puff of smoke coming outside their van. I don't know. Then I saw an old family that looked like a borderline religious cult. So, again, I no one can park. This must be the first time for half of this crowd ever in a parking garage. Yeah, luckily I don't have the huge logo on my Yukon. I'm just, ah, boom, boom, double barrel. Ah, boom, boom, double barrel. Parking attendant guy who's like trying to corral everything says, well, they're just elderly people. I go, yeah, you know what? After 70, you should have your license reviewed. 80, take a bus. 90, Uber. 
Superfly calls me and goes, hey, man, I'm running late. I got to call Clayton Shafey for the Wolverine.com. He's coming in. I'm warned him downtown. It's a complete zoo. I've never seen anything like this. I go, it took me 40 minutes. What is normally a five-minute trip to get to my parking level? 40 minutes. Meanwhile, between the Beverly Hillbillies, uh, Neckfest 2023, the Pantera reunion band, I don't know what it is. But my Christmas spirit went straight down the drain. Oh, look, I think there's a parking spot right here. Oh, no, it can't fit in. So then I had to sit in my vehicle and make sure people parked on both sides of me because they're going to take me out with their 82 Astro van. Not that I'm stereotyping people for what vehicles they drive. Who's the opening band for Trans-Siberian Orchestra? The Chromosomes? No, I, I'm sorry. I got the I got the name mixed mixed up. Chromosomes. My bad. Oh, holiday spirits gone. Clayton Safey, by the way, will join us in our next segment from the Wolverine.com. His family's listening. I met his uncle aunt when I was out at the Ada Indoor Country Club, which is open to the public. The indoor simulators are fantastic on Pattison Ada. His uncle seemed like you know. He was a mover and shaker. His aunt, you know, took photos. They sent them to the family, shared them during the holiday, put the photo up right next to their ham on the table and their turkey. I don't know. That seems kind of weird. Really weird. But the safeties are good people. They listen on our flagship station, 96.1 The Game. And Clayton is one of the great Michigan insiders with Ballas, Broom, Skeen, Borton at TheWolverine.com. He's getting ready to go out to L.A. Had the holidays with the family. Took an hour and a half to drive because of the mixed-up chromosomes concert in downtown Grand Rapids. And I'm more, I'm more worried about getting out now because there's a night show for this. Oh, my God. I swear, give me zombies walking dead down Monroe, and I would be better equipped to deal with that. This is the apocalypse of parking. That's what it is. Oh, my Lord. So we do have our <laughs> Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue, Blue Raspberry Lemonade Vodka. What a way to celebrate a huge Lions win. Best moment ever in your life as a Lions fan. I know I was there for the playoff win over the Cowboys, but this team... And what they've done. How many people wrote off Goff? Campbell was written off by this show a couple of times with the starts, right? Even that three-game stretch where they stunk in Ben Johnson. You know, that was not a like start to finish, we took care of business win, but they got the W. And for them to be in the conversation, whether it's Peter Schrager at NFL Network, that they can get the overall number one seed. Can you imagine that? If the Lions get the overall number one seed and they know they just need two wins at home to get to the Super Bowl. Now, San Francisco gave everybody in the NFC some hope. They didn't look good at all. Purdy, again, he gets banged up at the year. He's small. Same thing as last year. Sam Darnold isn't the answer. You want to make them look average in a hurry, have average play at quarterback. And Philly's missing something. Matt Patricia, 
His defense, okay, he has a lot of talent to work with, but they're, I don't know. God, they got Swift. They got Brown. They got Smith. I, I don't know what they're missing. I think it's really when Hurts is on, they're on. And that's really across the league in the NFL. When a quarterback's on, your team's on, right? Let's welcome in Clayton Safey. Uh, he went to park at 12.05 p.m. this afternoon. Uh, just got a parking spot because of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra back-to-back shows. I think everybody from both shows is trying to park downtown right now. I'm not lying. It's as crazy as I've ever seen it in downtown Grand Rapids. Yeah, it's crazy. Nuts. Wow. Like, every road is backed up. I'm serious. It's it's like you're going to a Lions game. Like, you know, the arena only holds like 11,000, something like that plus. But there's two shows, and I think everybody's trying to grab a parking spot, go get a bite to eat, get down here early, and it's a zoo. Right, and no one's working uh, other than us, obviously. We're grinders, but, you know. Oh, yeah, we're working hard. But people, are, people are out there doing stuff. You're coming to do the huge show, and then you're going to L.A. Tomorrow, yep. Oh, so, uh, oh excuse me. I, I mean, you, you, want, you got a handprint on your back from patting yourself on the back. You flying out of GR? Uh, Detroit. With Ballas? Yep. Uh, different flight. But, yep, we'll be there. Broom will be there the next day. So you, you guys to, travel like the president and the vice president where you're not on the same plane? Yeah, you don't want all of us to go down. <laughs> hey, welcome back. This is Ballas. I got some coverage on Alabama, Michigan. Uh, all right, Broom, you're going to fly out of Chicago. Uh, Safey out of um, <laughs> Detroit. I'm going to fly out of Grand Rapids. And, boy, you're going to catch a commuter jet uh, out of Fort Wayne. You're going to go Fort Wayne to Eau Claire to Iowa City, to Minneapolis, to Laramie, to Denver. Then you're going to land in San Francisco and come down on a shuttle plane uh, to Burbank. Just before kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. No one's giving Michigan a shot right now. No, it doesn't feel like it. No, nah, it's the Alabama love fest. And it's part of that is, you know, when you got ESPN and mm-hmm. you got the SEC network, they're yeah. – they're they're la- now their new stronghold that they took away from CBS and CBS is over the Big Ten. They're no way Michigan can do it. And I'm thinking, okay, how Texas go to Tuscaloosa and whip their behinds? Mm-hmm. How how do Auburn not play prevent defense on fourth and thirty one? Peyton Thorne looked good at quarterback against Alabama. Peyton Thorne completed six passes and they had Alabama on the ropes. And really, Alabama should have lost that game. They get a muff punt recovery, and then a 4th and 31 pickup. And credit them for making that play at the end. But this is a team that's trailed five times in the second half of SEC games. Um, so, And they really haven't blown anybody out, any Power 5 opponents out. So, I mean, look, I, I think this Alabama team is very good. They have a ton of talent. They got five first-team All-SEC defenders. They got Jalen Milrow at quarterback, who who is good. I mean, he's tough to contain. Um, but I think you know some people out there are forgetting how good Michigan is, too. Um, and I think Vegas keeping this line at one and a half on the DraftKings Sportsbook. I looked earlier this morning and you have it at one and a half despite I think I saw 80 or 90 percent of the public money is on Alabama. So I think Vegas kind of knows that this should be a close game, that Michigan should be the slight favorite. Um, but at the same time, you have a few things working against you when it comes to perception. You mentioned it with the ESPN thing. They've got the college football playoff. We saw the bias towards the Big Ten and really towards Michigan throughout the sign stealing stuff where these media networks, they're not really media at the end of the day because they pay so much for the rights. So if they have the SEC rights, they're going to pump up the SEC. They're kind of like a PR arm of the SEC. And the same goes to a certain extent to Fox with the conferences that they cover. Um, 
But Michigan, lack of success recently in the postseason. It's well documented. Uh, at the same time, you kind of take the playoff games, kind of each each their own individually. They weren't going to beat Georgia two years ago in hindsight. And then last year, they didn't play well against TCU, but they should have won. But you have the SEC's track record. They've won 13 out of the last 17 national championships. And the other ones were Clemson uh, pretty much as well. Another team in the South. And then Nick Saban, 6-1 and one in semifinal games. Alabama's track record. He has seven titles. So all of that working together, I think that's why the perception is that Alabama's the favorite. But again, Vegas keeping Michigan at the favorite despite all that money coming in and talking to somebody in the gambling industry last week who said that a lot of the sharps are betting Michigan and they're kind of wait they're kind of you know Vegas is trying to get people to bet Alabama so take it for what it's worth Michigan was a favorite a year ago and didn't win um, but you know I think that's kind of where we're at I think it's going to be a close game well you mentioned five all SEC defenders to me and, and you brought up Milrow the quarterback who will be the best running quarterback Michigan has faced this year if no not, doubt if not the last three years right in this run with three straight Big Ten titles and three state uh, CFB playoff appearances so you need to contain Milrow make him throw Right, make them throw or go up the middle, and offensively, I, I say this when I go back to the Ohio State game in Columbus, uh, you know, thirteen months ago, that Michigan winning will be predicated on JJ McCarthy having one of his better games he's ever played in a Michigan uniform. I and not only uh, not yeah. only beating Alabama, but if they're going to win the Natty, yeah, I mean, look at uh, I'm actually writing about this right now and something that's going to go up later, but. When you look at the the quarterbacks who have won national titles in the college football playoff era, because it's it's really hard to do now when you have to win two games. I think it more than ever it rides on the quarterback. Before you had the one game national championship game, you know there were some lopsided games in that. There's been some lopsided playoffs, but the teams that have won the national championship have had incredible quarterback play. I mean Stetson Bennett was maybe an outlier, although he played well for Georgia. The a couple times, but you have Mac Jones with all the talent around him, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Deshaun Watson. That's going back to 2015. Um, so it's going to come down to the quarterback who plays the best to win the national championship. And a lot of these guys, we look at them differently after they do that, after they win the national title. So J.J. could be looked at in that light, but I agree with you. I mean, Alabama does have more speed. They got more talent overall when it comes to recruiting and, and you know, the guys, the type of athlete that's out there, Michigan's older. I think they've developed really well, but the one way you can equalize that is with elite quarterback play. We've seen it a couple times throughout the years. Clemson recruits similar to Michigan. What put them over the top in their national title runs was Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, what put Florida state over the top the year they won it with Jameis Winston was Jameis Winston. So when you don't quite have the, talent where you're the number one recruiting power in the sport like Alabama is right up there with Georgia, the equalizer can be the quarterback. So I agree. I think a lot of it's going to come down to JJ. Uh, when you look at the records of some of these guys who have started multiple college football playoffs, it's really good because that's a tough spot to be in. And maybe Jalen Milrow will make some of the mistakes that JJ McCarthy did in his first playoff game too. I think that's an element that we got to look at. Is he going to play a clean game? Cause this is the biggest stage he'll have been on too. Let's be honest. Uh, that, the only reason Alabama is in the college football playoff is the fact that their defense took care of business against Georgia. That showed me a lot. Their defense looked like they had a ton of NFL players. Yeah. They were fast to the football. This goes to Harbaugh in Michigan. And again, if we go back and we take these three-week uh, 20 practices uh, and you look at Harbaugh in preparation, 
looked like they got out coached and they had more athletes on the Georgia side in the first college football playoff right. appearance. Horrible play calling to start last year when they're desperate in the second half. They they were showcasing their athletes. So that, to me, is another factor nobody's talking about, the preparation by Harbaugh and his staff to attack Georgia. Yeah, and when these teams and when these elite coaches like a Nick Saban has a month to scout you, too, you got to change a couple things up. Uh, you know, Blake Corum not being there a year ago, I thought really hurt Michigan maybe even more than a lot of us thought going in. But you're right. I mean, I thought they should have used J.J. McCarthy more with his legs. You and I have talked at length about that. Yeah, but is that is that the coach's call or is that J.J.'s call I think, looking at the play? I think when it's when, when, when it's RPO, when it's a run-pass option. Right, and they don't run a ton of those, uh, but when it's like a read option, I think it's up to him. I think they could have called more of those, though, for him. So I think it's, it's probably a combination. He's made some pretty good decisions usually when he's in those spots. I know they don't use it a ton throughout the year because they don't want to get him hurt. And they've admitted that, you know, JJ talked about that where they want to use it when they have to. Well, this is when you have to, right? I mean, these these are the games when it's all on the line. If you don't win, you're going home. Obviously you're not heading to Houston for the national championship. So I I think they need to use his legs. And I think uh, going to your point too, about the Auburn game and, you know, you look at what happened in that game. As I said earlier, Peyton Thorne, completed six passes in that game, and they should have won. They used him perfectly in the run game, Hugh Freeze and Auburn, where a lot of read options, even when he didn't keep the ball, you know, they half that defense had to kind of account for him, and then he ran for, I think, 60 yards, and there, a lot of them were big first-down pickups. So if Michigan can come out with a really good game plan using all the weapons they have, including McCarthy's legs, then I think they're going to have a good shot to move the ball on this Alabama defense. But uh, it's still going to be tough because that is a, a heck of a defense. They, as you mentioned, uh, Georgia rushed for just 78 yards, two and a half yards per carry mm. in the, the SEC championship. So that game. goes back to JJ's arm, I believe, will be the difference yeah. uh, in this game uh, on Monday. And if he's pressured, he's got to buy time and, and you know find open receivers. It's going to be hard to come by because they have two All-American corners, first-team All-Americans, according to the Associated Press, Terry and Arnold, Kool-Aid McKin- McKinstry. Fantastic name. Kool-Aid is his real name. Kool-Aid, I... Is it his real name? Is it he goes by. He, he goes, goes by it. Yeah, goes by Kool Aid. Unbelievable. You got to use. Does he have the a, NIL deal or? He, how does he not have? No, that? he has to. He had pulled over and uh, Roger. We got a Kool Aid McKinstry. Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He is really good. Their it, defense is that Alabama just has that look coming out of the tunnel where you're like, I remember this before the Georgia game going, and why I picked them. I they. They and, and Saban can coach. That's another that, yeah. that goes back to that twenty practices you get, that three plus weeks of preparation. Mm-hmm. Can Harbaugh and his staff outdo Saban? I'm talking straight up that turnovers, field position, the big game cliches don't come into play. This is coaching versus coaching. Who are you taking? Yeah, it's hard to argue against the national championship. Saban's won the six semifinal games that he's won. Harbaugh has won. Harbaugh's biggest win is at the most impressive victory is at Ohio State when they just throttled the Buckeyes. No doubt. Would you say that? I would agree with that. And then his and then his second and third biggest wins as Michigan coaches would be the other two Ohio State games. No doubt. Um, you know, and it is a different animal. It feels like when you play these these Southern teams. I know Ohio State recruits just like them, but. It does feel different. You've watched Alabama, too. The visual looks different. It it, it just does. Except Michigan's defense. I said this early in the year watching the game with buddies. That for the first time, I felt their defense looked like one of those SEC defenses and also how fast they were to the ball. 
Yeah. I mean, that's been one of their biggest strengths is just the, and they talked about emphasizing that the angles that they take this year where it's like, they're meticulous about that and, and they teach it and they, they reward it when it's good. And they, you know, they, you know, make sure that it's corrected when it's bad, but it's, it's the speed that they have. It's the depth that they have, the fresh bodies that they're able to cycle in on the defensive line. Uh, I wouldn't say this defense is as talented as Alabama's defense. Certainly. I mean, Alabama's got probably two to three, maybe four first round draft picks for next year on that defense. But I think Michigan's defense plays really well together. The scheme is fantastic. When you hear Marvin Harrison jr. From Ohio state say that he uh, hadn't seen as confusing of coverages that Jesse Minter, Michigan's D coordinator threw at him. It's something he's going to have to do to Jalen Milrow, who is still a young quarterback. I mean, he's a third year guy, but red shirt sophomore, he's going to make his 14th career start in this game. And uh, you know, so I think they've got to confuse him a little bit. You got to pressure him. Um, you know, Georgia ran two guys spying against him on certain downs. I don't necessarily love that. I mean, no one's really found out the exact formula to stop him other than Texas, which was you got to get home and they have elite pass rushers. So Michigan's got to get home on him, make sure they pressure him. And then, um, you know, I think getting a lead in this game is going to be huge too, because then it's going to make him uh, feel pressed to, to make some big time throws down the field. You know, I'm watching the Ravens and the Niners last night and looking at McDonald, the former oh. Michigan defensive coordinator and their scheme and how yeah. it reminds me of what Michigan is still doing, right? Minner is the coordinator, but they're doing pretty much what the Ravens do at the NFL level. It'll be a great game. we got a lot to talk about. Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com, the Safey family. The holiday gathering right now, listening on our flagship station, 96-1, the game. I When Clayton walked in, Superfly, me and him bet whether or not Mama Safey's bubble pizza would be in a Tupperware dish, but I can see that it didn't happen. So A little busy. I haven't told your uh, – whatever, with the holidays, priorities, uh, is that I told your uncle at the Ada Indoor Country Club, great simulators there on Pettis and Ada, I said – the bubble pizza. And he called it lasagna. Is that what your family calls it? Your mom's lasagna? No, it's bubble pizza. But we, did, good we did have lasagna, too. though, on uh, our Christmas party over the weekend. And Mike was there, my uncle, who's so you didn't bring listening at 96 won the game you, right you, now. You didn't bring me any of that? We ran out. Ran out. Okay. All right. Well, we might run out of time. But I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try and fit you in. <laughs> Clayton, uh, if you do have a Michigan-Alabama question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank and your money stays right here in Michigan. Michigan-Alabama questions also. Greatest moment. Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Greatest moment in your life as a Lions fan. You can join in at 1-866-838-HUGE. And like I said, add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Opted on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Also text IMPACT to 21000. If you want to win that tricked-up Lions golf cart, the same one Lomas Brown has, courtesy of Drew and his crew at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford here on the west side of the state, Michigan's newest go-to Yamaha golf cart dealer. Drawing will be next summer during the huge golf event at Tullymore and Canadian Lakes. All you have to do is text IMPACT to 21000 and you'll be in that drawing to win that Lions golf cart, the same one Lomas Brown has. And if you ever need a custom golf cart, 
Now, like I said, they're Michigan's newest go-to Yamaha golf cart dealer. Talk to Drew and the crew. They'll put anything you want on it, any color, any design. At Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford, Michigan's go-to destination for custom golf carts and now Yamaha golf carts uh, just north of GR in Rockford. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December. Select the lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Ring in the new year and get game day deals with One Stop at Meyer. Shop extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Select Coca-Cola, Pepsi, 7-Up, or Dr. Pepper products. Buy two, get one free. Plus deposit where applicable. And select Lay's party size chips or poppables, two for $6. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Cheer on your favorite team and celebrate the new year when you shop quality and One Stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year. Purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at TheUrbanU.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to TheUrbanU.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Made the greatest catch of the weekend. What's uh, the nephew's name? Is Little Chucky? A little Chucky. Little Chucky. He caught him celebrating the Lions. Interception. You know, the one thing I'll say about the Lions, and they're still at this place even at 11 and 4, is that. 
They can't play straight up outside of running the football. You've got to take chances. On defense, when they're bringing the blitz from the DBs, that's when they're different. They did it against Denver, and it worked so much against the Vikings. When they try and step back and play prevent or cover straight up, it's brutal. So you got to go with what got you there. When they try and get conservative is when they look really bad. Because the Lions aren't built to be a five-time champion right now. Most of you would say they're probably two or three wins ahead of where they should be, right? You have to remember, they got a nice schedule because they were so bad, right? And the schedules will get tougher as they're better. But when they're healthy up front, they can line up and pound Montgomery. And Jameer Gibbs has become, I mean, you think about Gibbs and Laporte and you look at Brad Holmes, who quietly hasn't taken any of the spotlight. But you look at the impact of Gibbs and now the confidence and the speed. You haven't seen a burst like that since Barry. So, But I still believe the Lions need to take chances. They, they have to. Now, offensively and defensively, unless the line's healthy and they can just pound the ball, that is where they're as strong as anybody in the NFL right now. That's it. So can you get a lead in the playoffs and pound the ball and eat clock? To look at them atop the NFC North, to think that if they can win out and win at Dallas on Saturday night, which, by the way, I'm going to be with my good friend Lanny, Vic, and the Preston family at Preston's Bar in Grand Ledge. Forever I've been saying I'm going to go down there and have a Michigan Michigan State Lions watch party. Saturday night, I will be at Preston's in downtown Grand Ledge, a world-famous bar, good people in Grand Ledge. We're back live on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. So Vic and Lanny and the Preston family and just good people from Grand Ledge. I'll be watching the Lions because if they can beat the Cowboys on Saturday and win at home against the Vikings, who may be playing for nothing, still could be playing for the playoffs, who knows. Seattle coming back to beat Tennessee hurt Green Bay and Minnesota big time. Lions still have a shot at a one seed if they would win their last two and San Francisco would lose one. And it could be Stafford and the Rams helping out the Lions. Or God forbid that Stafford and the Rams roll into Detroit for the playoff game, Clayton Safey, who, by the way, for the Wolverine.com is joining us in studio talking Michigan, Alabama. Can you imagine if it's Stafford coming back to Detroit against Goff? Stafford finally with a playoff game at Ford Field. And then Stafford goes and goes on a run, beats the Lions at Ford Field, and wins another Super Bowl. Please, no. <laughs> That's what – but Goff and him, I I just like the Lions when they're taking chances on defense. I, straight up, they are still weak. You know, they're banged up, no CJ. They've fought through injuries. Uh, the defensive line is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, Hutchinson's doing everything he can, right? Yeah. It's funny because – a lot of us blame Aaron Glenn, too, for some of the issues sometimes. And, you know, even this year, they've played well, but some people are like, all right, you know, are we going to move on from him at some point? But there's not a ton of talent on that defense, especially when they're as banged up as they have been, and especially the D-line. I was looking at it today. Hutchinson's second in the NFL in pressures. All of those guys that are up there in the top five, top ten, have, you know, almost double-digit sacks at this point, and they're all the, the usual suspects. Watt, Miles Garrett, you know, the Boses and guys like that. 
But Hutchinson's ahead of most of those guys. Number two in pressures, but only has six and a half sacks. Only one sack in the last five games. And I think a lot of that has to do with he doesn't have that other guy who can take attention away. So the defense, I don't trust as much. But the chances they can take on offense, a lot of that is because of the the way they can run the ball and, and move people up front. Then you take the shot to Jamison Williams. Then you get Jameer Gibbs in space. And they got, they're developing those weapons on offense, too. So it's it's been fun to watch. Yeah, think about Jamo, who's starting to get confident with passes over the middle, not yeah. just long deep routes. Jameer, he blocks too. And, and Jamo, by the way, is really a rookie with the six game suspension for gambling and the recovery from the knee injury. Totally, uh, he's still a rookie. Laporta is just money. Oh my! I, I don't know if there's better hands. I, I know Kittle looked good last night for the Niners. I don't know if there's better hands at tight end anywhere. Uh, Andrews, I know, is out for the Ravens, but yeah. Laporta. Is as good as any tight end in football right now. Jameer Gibbs is as good as any running back in football right now. Mm-hmm. And the way he he and Montgomery complement each other too with Gibbs' speed, and then you can kind of pound Montgomery up the middle. I mean, they're they're starting to develop who they have, what they're going to be on offense. I I don't trust the defense. Maybe in a playoff game, uh, maybe but away from home when you take chances. They did it against yeah. uh, Denver. Okay, they brought safety corner heat and they just bring it and they're not expecting it and it's really going to be a game can our guy get there before the quarterback can release that they have to keep doing that because straight up you watch the minnesota game you watch nick mullins who threw 19 interceptions still had a chance to win it at the end which was a little concerning, but yeah, you're right. A little concerning. Yeah. Oh, and then was it Kaminsky who could have just fell on the ball and ended the game, right? Fall on the ball, dude. He tried to scoop it up and be a hero. There's no difference between, yeah, you uh, fall on the ball. Uh, and, it, then, and then the Jefferson. That was stressful at the end. Oh, I mean, the Jefferson completion. I mean, you it was know, like, all right, here we go. Brett was so nervous with his uh, little nephew, two-month-old Chucky, that he was almost breastfeeding the kid there at the end of the game. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I know. I, what I, You were nervous. You were nervous about the way the defense was playing. You were. You were. I, I, your mom and dad were showing me the video. It's, it's incredible. I'm like going, is, oh, my God, that kid's not going to breastfeed right now. I see, what's he doing? I mean, I, I've been for his family holiday get-togethers. I was there for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. There's nothing normal about it. There's <laughs> nothing, uh, nothing normal about it. Say, I got to get to your house for a Holiday get together soon. I'm just invited right. myself to maybe Easter. Right? <laughs> Tell Mama Safi I'll be over uh, for Easter. Uh, I'll just plan a holiday wherever because I, I get my kids on holidays. It rotates year to year, right? So I have to look when I don't have my kids on a holiday. I'm going to Safi. Okay, I'm serious. Let's do it. I, I, whether or not your mom says yes, I'll still knock on the door. What are they gonna do? Throw me out? Right. I'm gonna knock let on the in. door. Yeah, let me in. Uh, your uncle and your aunt, they love me. They were they were really big fans. Yeah, they caught me off guard. They're listening right now too. Yeah, they are. The whole family's listening. That's right, and, and they're not alone. By the way, most people in Grand Rapids, all around the state, they gather around the radio. Three, it's three old, to six it's old style. It's old style. It's like That's when right. there's no TV. It's well, even if there were, t- I mean, there is TV, and we got people. No, they always to said they want to put like cameras, Marty Boer for the Michigan Sports you Network. Sure? I'm not doing TV. No, I'm not doing TV. I do radio. That's fair. I'm not, too many people play to the TV camera when they're doing in-studio cameras. Where I play to the audience. Mm. I deliver them really good breakdowns on Michigan, Alabama, the Lions. Yep. That's why I brought in Clayton Safety from the Wolverine Doc. Well, no one does it better. I'll say that. Amen, brother. And to the Safety family listening on our flagship station, 96.1 The Game. We'll see you on Easter.
Uh, Clayton, let's talk more about Michigan-Alabama coming up. Also, we'll get to the rest of the Big Ten. How about Northwestern with that bowl win over Utah, who has quit on the season, and Bowling Green and Minnesota in a shootout at the Quick Lane Bowl. 27 people in attendance. 27 right now at Ford Field for that game. You want to join in our Mercantile Bank listener line number, 1-866-838-4843. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge. Our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day: biggest moment in your life as a Lions fan? You let me know at one eight six six eight three eight huge. Everything huge twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. For goodness' sake, wear your seatbelt. Better yet, for your family's sake, your friends' sake, for your own sake, buckle up. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police knows that seatbelts save lives. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police sees firsthand what happens when seatbelts aren't used. We want Michigan to be the leader in seatbelt use. We want everyone in Michigan to get home safely. For everyone's sake, buckle up every time. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Clayton Savior for the Wolverine.com in studio talking Michigan, Alabama. That happens on Monday. Hard to believe 
A little over six days away. That's it. Winner will move on to Houston to take on who wins the Sugar Bowl between Washington and Texas. You have a Michigan-Alabama question or a comment on the Lions, or if you want to answer our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Biggest moment ever as a Lions fan. You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Later in the show, John Beeline will talk hoops. We're going to focus on the Pistons. Futility could be their Tuesday night celebration. They can't win. They look like a team that may not win again this year. Owners calling for changes. No, you can't do anything in season in the NBA. You can't. So we'll talk hoops with John Beeline. Also, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. Following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We're the only show willing to tell like it is. All about huge opinions, big name guests. Soren Eagle Tuesday, by the way, with Soren Eagle, you have time through the end of the regular season, two more games to put in a qualifying bet on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, and you'll go into the drawing to win a new Lions Ford Bronco, courtesy of Soren Eagle. And they have the Bronco on display outside the doors in Mount Pleasant. So what you need to do is download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, make a qualifying bet on one of the last two Lions regular season games, and the drawing will be January 8th, and somebody will win a brand new. And I'm talking sweet Honolulu Blue Ford Bronco. Just download that Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app and make that bet on one of the two remaining games. If the Lions win both and the Niners lose one, the Lions will be the number one seed in the NFC with a bye and home field advantage for the final two games. And a lot of people are sending me some of the secondary market numbers for ticket prices. And Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com in studio talking Michigan-Alabama. Lowest ticket was just a little under 600 for the projected first playoff game. They have the three-seed guaranteed. That's the worst. And that would be a the first home game, home playoff game ever 
in Ford Field history. And you know how many people over the last 30 years have said, next time they host a playoff game, I'm going. Or I'm going. If they go to the Super Bowl, I don't care what the tickets cost, I'm going. Vegas is going to be insane if the Lions are in the Super Bowl. Oh, my Lord. Because so many people have said that. Well, you know, Anthony Bellino from X's and Bros, which is heard weekday mornings, and Anthony will be out hosting the University of Michigan alumni functions uh, at the Rose Bowl. He'll be gone, I think. Four days with that group, going out to the game and hosting events and everything. So I know you're going with Ballas. Who else is going? Anthony Broom. Broom, oh, Broom got to go. Broom's going. That made him happy, didn't it? Of course. Oh, yeah. You, Broom, Ballas. Yep. Johnny B going, or is he staying back in Ann Arbor? He's staying back, I believe. Yep. So, yeah, one guy has to stay back. The stay back guy really loves that. So, Broom. Voluntary. Broom, you and Ballas with the Wolverine.com. Yep. Uh, your coverage begins, what, Wednesday night, Thursday morning? Yeah, I mean, we're covering it now, but we will start to... I'm talking uh, coverage from there. Yep. So, from, from California. So it'll start Thursday morning on the 28th. We will have the Michigan defensive guys, Alabama offensive guys that day. Next day it's flipped. Michigan offense, Alabama defense get to talk to coordinators and players. And then full team media day on the 30th where we get to talk to all 100 and however many members of each team. Um team photo at the Rose Bowl and then the Rose Bowl. So we will have tons of stuff. Uh, we will we'll get to see practice a couple times as well. So the Wolverine.com, definitely the place to go as well. I'm sure we'll be checking in with you as uh, you know, later in the week. I don't know if I, you invited yourself to my family gatherings. Now I've invited myself uh, you can, back no, on the huge show across no, it Michigan. Will be, it will just be based on your schedules and what you yeah. have with uh, you are out there actually working. True. Anthony Bellino's hosting some University of Michigan alumni functions, but He'll have some time off. I think Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire is filling in on Friday weekday mornings at 6 on X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network and also filling in on Tuesday, January 2nd. I think Anthony gets back on the 2nd late afternoon uh, from California going out there. They got a big charter with their alumni association. I think a huge plane uh, bringing like 300-plus people. I've heard good things about those. Yeah, well, yeah. And they stay at... Five star luxury resorts and yeah. and Anthony hosts like some parties and events and they do a pep rally right mm-hmm. so it's cool uh, the ticket demand you know we talk about the Lions tickets reportedly cheapest tickets a little under five hundred for that first playoff game right now which they sit at number three they could move up to two or one based on what they do at Dallas winning at Dallas uh, nobody has this year right I think no yeah no no, no one's won and Dallas is a different team at home. Much different. Yeah, and they're coming off that loss to the Dolphins. They have not looked good against the Bills or Dolphins, but let's be honest, those are two of the better teams in pro football. Yeah, and the Bills especially playing well right now. Too. Uh, he wants to play the Bills home or away. No. They're Chiefs. one of the most dangerous teams right uh, now. The yeah. Chiefs, I mean, man, like I said, um, Kelsey Mahomes look frustrated. And the reality is with the Chiefs, because you win, because you get paid, and – Mahomes got one of the biggest deals ever. There's a window in the NFL, and that window will close slightly every year. And they don't have quality receivers. He doesn't have a good one outside of Kelsey and Rice. They're frustrated. There's still a team where Mahomes can make those crazy magician plays, as Tony Romo was talking about. <laughs> uh, but Taylor Swift has destroyed that franchise. <laughs> yeah. Do you listen to her music? Here and there. I'm here not, and there. I'm not oh, my God. I mean, here and there. I enjoy some of her music. I am very annoyed of her as a football fan. The little bell she had ringing. 
Yeah. Made on. me want to give a million dollars to Salvation Army if she stopped ringing it. And why do we have to show her after every play, basically? I don't find her, you know, again. I don't care what her reaction is. Can I no just say this, Clayton? And it's not a negative towards her. Yeah. And again, she's 6'9", whatever she is. Is that I don't find her to be ultra attractive. Now, again, Travis Kelsey could look at her and think you're set for life because she's a billionaire, right? Yeah. When I look at the beautiful women of the world, I don't think about Taylor Swift. I don't. It's fair. That's it. That's just it's not a negative. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm close, but I'm not up there with the most gorgeous men in the world. Close. Think close, but no cigar. I get it. What if he just likes her personality? Not the money, not the looks. Yeah, you and I are gonna need a we're gonna need a talk at the next break. Unless mama safety's already giving you the talker. What is what what's your uncle's name? Mike. Uncle Mikey. Uncle Mikey's giving you a talk. I'd like her for her personality. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, let's talk about uh, Alabama, uh, Michigan. When you look at this matchup, where where does Michigan have the advantages right now over Alabama and vice versa? I think it's, it's tough to say for sure because, you know, I, I think that Alabama's definitely got some advantages. I think Michigan might have with this its experience and with J.J. McCarthy – an advantage at quarterback, but you, you can't let Jalen Milrow run around. I, look, I, I think that Michigan can move the football if they use JJ's legs, as we talked about earlier. They use him in read options, kind of like Auburn did. I mean, LSU has a different type of beast at quarterback, Heisman winner, Jaden Daniels, but he had success moving the ball with his legs. He rushed for, I think, close to 200 yards in that game. So there are some examples of where you can you can exploit that. I also think that Alabama's secondary is very talented, but there's some uh, there's some opportunities in the middle of the field, uh, in the intermediary type of throws that J.J. McCarthy's really good at. Uh, Colston Loveland, Michigan's tight end, could be a mismatch type of guy like a Brock Bowers was for uh, Georgia against them, and I know he wasn't fully healthy. I'm not saying he's Brock Bowers, but I think he's similar. Nick Saban said that the other day as well. Roman Wilson, same type of thing from the wide receiver spot. Um, so I think Michigan can take advantage of that. And we do talk about Jalen Milrow. This is definitely the biggest challenge individually that Michigan's had to face this year at the quarterback spot. But at the same time, this might be the best defense that Alabama has faced right up there with Georgia. You you could argue one way or the other. And a lot of what Michigan's defense is remembered as will have to do with how they played in this game. But Michigan's D line, you know, I think can have some success. Alabama's tackles, good, not great, especially left tackle Caden Proctor. He's a true freshman playing in there. He's huge. I think he's 370 pounds or something mm. like that. But he gets he gets moved, and you can get around him. You saw Texas do that. You saw some other teams do that. So I think this Michigan defense, with its D-line, uh, could potentially control the line of scrimmage. Uh, but a lot of it's going to come down to what does Jalen Milrow does. He can throw a good deep ball. Uh, will he be able to connect on some of those big plays, and will they be able to contain him as well? So it's a matchup game. You know, There are so many different chess pieces that – both sides are going to have to play, um, and it's going to be interesting to see how Michigan is able to execute. Uh, they, they also talked about, you know, a, a couple weeks ago how they've kind of changed their prep a little bit for the playoffs, so uh, doing a little bit less contact, a little bit more conditioning, try to stay light on their feet, uh, you know, this year than the last couple. So it'll be interesting to see how that translates into what Michigan's going to have to do on Monday. It's crazy that, that that game a week from now will be 
we'll know, obviously, uh, you know, six days from now, we'll know who's heading to the national championship. Yeah, a week from now, if they're in the national title game, which we'll get to later, who's a better matchup for Michigan, Washington, or Texas? Obviously, I think it would be Washington. You don't want it to be a home mm-hmm. uh, national title game for Texas in the state. Yeah. They reside in Houston. Uh, for Michigan, who are some outliers on guys you think need to have a big game Monday at the Rose Bowl for Michigan to beat Saban? I think a lot of it's going to come down to how they've revamped that offensive line on the right side. Now that Zach Zinter, unanimous All-American, is out for the season at right guard, and you got to plug in Carson Barnhart like they did the the last game against Iowa uh, at right guard. He was playing right tackle most of the year. And then Trent A. Jones, who was coming in as an extra offensive lineman most of the season, now he's your right tackle. So you've got to be really good up front against these dynamic pass rushers of Alabama. Michigan's had some issues protecting at different times this year. So I think those two guys, and even Drake Nugent in the center too, uh, you know, because he's kind of on the right side as well. You play next to the right guard. They've got to play well. They've got to protect the quarterback. And J.J. McCarthy, even if he's not protected, you know, for – Three full seconds on every play, like Doug Skeen, you know, talks about. It's got to be three seconds. He's got to be able to make some plays, get out of the pocket, make plays with his legs, and, and find guys downfield. Um, I, I think, you know, I've watched a lot of Alabama over the last couple of weeks. I think an outlier type guy, um, maybe wouldn't be an, you know, other people wouldn't consider an outlier, but Mikey Sainer is still from the nickel spot. God, he's played well this year. He's played he? incredible. I mean, five interceptions, and every time Michigan needs a big play, it seems like he makes it. And when he doesn't, it was Rod Moore against Ohio State to seal the game. And I, I think that Mikey Sainer still bringing him on some nickel blitzes, maybe to the right of Jalen Milrow because he likes to roll that way, could be something that Michigan does. Uh, when you look at Jalen Milrow's stats, he's not as good against the blitz. So he's a guy I think Michigan can use in that capacity. And then Michael Barrett, too, from the linebacker spot. I would imagine if Michigan spies Jalen Milrow, it will be Michael Barrett in that role. And he's Michigan's fastest linebacker. He was you know, a, a hybrid type of guy, DB linebacker at one point in his career. So I think he can fill that role for them. Um, but man, you know, a lot of guys are going to have to step up, play their best game. I think Alabama with a month to prepare too is going to find some matchups they like as well. And one of them could be Josh Wallace at cornerback who hasn't been tested a ton this year opposite of Will Johnson. Um, so everyone's got to play well, but I think Mikey Sanders still could swing this game. And then Colston Loveland from tight end, can swing this game. And then I think just on both sides of the line of scrimmage, you got to be really strong. The Harbaugh story. Uh, it's interesting that reportedly there's a huge mega offer, a lifetime deal sitting there for him. It is funny how any NCAA conversation, anything else seems to have disappeared uh, once they uh, beat Ohio State and won the Big Ten and now are the overall number one seed representing the Big Ten uh, Conference. Mm -hmm. The key is that San Diego job, I think Iberfus might be saving his job with the Bears, with the way they played. I think were they five and four in their last nine, it's going to be tough to fire somebody there. Uh, The Vegas job, look at the Raiders, just won at Kansas City. Yeah, I was going to mention that. You know, seemed to... Pierce may be keeping that job. Yeah, they're playing for Antonio. Uh, So in my mind, it feels like... Harbaugh is either the coach of the Chargers next year, or if they go another way, he signs that long-term deal at Michigan. Yeah, I mean, 
Are there any other NFL options? I don't. I don't think there will be. I, I think some will probably come open. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when he interviewed with the Vikings. That wasn't one that people really had on their radar. People were kind of pointing more to Vegas. They go in a different direction. Uh, I think the Chargers was open at that point too. It could be wrong. Maybe Staley was a year before, but you know, people looked at some of the obvious ones. Chicago was one of those as well, and then it ended up being the Vikings where he was closest to landing. So possibly, you know, same thing with the Broncos this past year where he interviewed with twice. Um, you know, I, I think one, his focus right now is on the college football playoff, but there have been con- uh, ongoing contract extension talks with Michigan as well. And it sounds like they're coming around to the fact of, all right, we need to pay him quite a lot of money to, to make him feel wanted. You know, I feel like in my opinion, that's been the biggest thing for him throughout his career is he feels, uh, you know, he kind of likes to be courted as a lot of these coaches do with the egos and everything. What's the number? Is is it correct? Like 10 years, 150 million? I'm not sure how correct it is, but it was Ian Rappaport from NFL Network reported 10 years, 125 million. 125 so, million. So 12 and a half, it would be right up there with Saban and those guys as the highest. It's paid. a lifetime contract, basically, to keep Harbaugh there. He just turned 60. Forever, right? So, to me. so he'd be 70. And, you know, if you want to go. It's a lifetime deal if he takes it. Pretty much, if that's if if the report's correct. But if he was gung ho to take it, and it is the up there with some of the biggest offers ever, it's more than what Mel Tucker got. It's up there close to what I think uh, Brian Kelly has. There, there was a story also over the weekend <laughs> that yeah. well, if Harbaugh goes to the NFL, Brian Kelly might be interested. Kelly did not like the academic restrictions at Notre Dame. Michigan has similar academic restrictions. He's recruiting freely at LSU. The only thing. That would make him move, and he does like to move, and that has been on his resume, is that with Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC, uh, hello. And that's in his recruiting base, yeah. How tough that is. And Kelly now comes back to Cincinnati, Grand Valley, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Midwest roots, right? Sure. And I think, too, though, a question is, one, you know, we're playing the hypothetical game because Harbaugh is still here, but but two – I don't know that Michigan, and in fact, I would guess, uh, and and maybe more than a guess, that Michigan wouldn't necessarily have interest in Brian Kelly either. There's, there's a reason why they haven't gone after him in the past when some of these openings and State come up. was split on him and turned and went on a jumped on a plane and went and got D'Antonio mm-hmm. when it, Kelly was at Central. Right. So I, you know, I don't know Brian Kelly, but obviously there's some some things that you know people have looked at in, in the past when deciding whether or not to go after him for some of these jobs. And then the third thing is. I think Michigan would be smart to run a national search if they had a, a head coach opening. At the same time, I think Michigan feels really comfortable with the prospect of Sharon Moore, their offensive coordinator and line coach, being the, the next head coach. I think at he's Michigan earned it by what point. he did filling in those three games. I think he earned it in my mind. I think it made people feel a lot better about that that potential. Um, you know, I would hesitate to say earned it, I guess, but. You know, because it is a it's a huge well, there was job. a lot of pressure stepping in, no doubt, for those three games. He did a great job. I, I mean, I think stepping in though is different than having to run the program year round. I mean, there's so much that goes into this job, especially at Michigan. You mentioned academics being one of them, but NIL and, and the transfer restrictions they have, uh, and just how big of of a job this is. We've seen guys fail at it in the past, so I think they'd be wise if they had a job opening. Run a national search. I would include Sharon Moore in that that search, and he may be the guy, the best guy for the job. Um, but it's it's interesting. I I would guess that Jim Harbaugh doesn't sign a contract extension if he does until after the bowl game. At this point, he's they're headed out right now as we speak to 
uh, Los Angeles. They're in the air right now. So, I mean, I would think that comes after the bowl game. And, I mean, he's a guy with leverage right now. He's a guy who could have some interest from the NFL. So he'd be able to weigh his options. So it might be the smart way to go. Um, I would also say it might be smart to take $12.5 million a year. So you really can't go wrong over if 10 years. If you're Jim Harbaugh, over 10 years. So NFL, NFL yeah. uh, Chargers, as I say, hypothetically, give you seven million. You know, right? And they're they're a cheap franchise, right? So I'll just say high seven million over five years, right? And, and you know that's why I think you got maybe two years to win, right? Because they're in and their salary cap, they are strapped in terms of salary cap money. When you look at their stars, and they're going to yes. have to go the other way and give up a few. To free up money. Yeah. They, they're not in a good cap situation. They have Justin Herbert, but I mean, he, um, you know, he hasn't had the supporting cast, I guess. They do have a lot of talent and, you know, it's hard to say whether or not it's him or, or whether it was Brandon Staley or is it the other guys around him or is it the organization, something that Lions fans, you know, have talked about for a long time as well. So I think, you know, Chargers, he, he has ties to California and all that, but if you did sit there in mid January and they called him and offered him 7 million, it's like, I can get almost double that from Michigan. And again, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is a money guy. He never has been, but I think that money to him represents how much love and respect that, that the people are showing and how much you really want me. Um, and if Michigan is offering more of that and he feels comfortable in a situation is lives next door to his parents and the kids are there and Jay works for him and he, he has a great situation. He's got the program humming, then I think that could be an appealing option too. So just if he doesn't, you know, just because he doesn't sign this contract extension before the bowl game, in my opinion, doesn't mean that he's for sure going to go if he gets interest from the NFL. And quietly, he could have told uh, Santa Ono, Manuel, who's ever at the table, his agent, hey, I want to get through the college football playoff. I want my team to be the focus first, and then we will give you a decision, Right. He could have said that for sure. And I think that's, to me, I, and we know that. That, has, seems, that seems like the correct business protocol here. Right. And, and he has, I think his focus is solely on Alabama. That, that goes, and that goes right back to my point. hundred percent. His agent could say, look, we're going to decide when the, when the season's over. He, so from what we've heard, he's had people working on this, including an agent, um, you know, over the last few weeks, really months. But I don't think he's really all that involved in those right now because, like you said, and I agree with you, I mean, I think his number one priority is to finish this season in the college football playoff and focus all of his effort on trying to beat Alabama and then whoever might be next, Washington or Texas, if they're able to get past that. But I don't think he's all that focused on it right now. At the same time, you know, part of me is like, you still could just fire up DocuSign, you know, as we all use these days. And sign the, sign the darn thing. You know, and maybe there is, a, and Harbaugh is a competitor. I'm not saying he holds grudges, but he seems to have a fertile, long memory with what he's been through with his own school and the self-imposed yeah. three-game suspension to start what was going to be a glorious year, and they still could hit that with Harbaugh missing half the season with suspensions. Maybe there's a side of him that uh, there isn't a, a number, an amount of money, because if you look at the reports and it goes from a five-year to a 10-year deal, it, it almost seems not desperate, but that Michigan is doing everything they can to tell him, look, we have your back. But maybe he doesn't believe that. 
Right, and, and you know there are reports out there, too. Because they had his back, and then all of a sudden when the Partridge stuff came out, they didn't yeah. have the back. Right. Then they have his back. I mean, it's been back and forth. Right, and then they yeah they put things on pause, and then they resume, and they put put contract talks back on pause, and they delayed this thing to now people were talking in the last week. Is, is this going to get done before they leave for Pasadena? So I think that the school has done that to themselves. And I think he probably saw what happened to Chris Partridge and what happened to, you know, with this NCAA situation and how fickle people can be. And this is at any institution. Certainly, I think it's something that's the case in a lot of different aspects of universities, public universities. So I think he probably has had his eyes open to that and doesn't want to go out, um, you know, or, or kind of have his fate in the hands of some of these people. Um, and that's complete opinion at, uh, you know, right there. But I think that's something he could look at as well. Um you know, and I think at the end of the day, probably the thing that he wants is to see what his options are right around mid-January after the season's over and and then kind of make a decision after that. Yeah, because the way it went to a basically lifetime deal at 60 and 10 years, Hardball wants to look maybe one final time at the NFL. And if there is an opportunity that he feels he could get that Super Bowl trophy like his brother John and his brother John may get another one uh, this year, uh, that... Uh, he doesn't want to say no to it until he's able to weigh it, right? And I don't think Michigan's in any hurry if Harbaugh signs this now or in three weeks. Well, I think they prefer he signs it now because they don't want to go through maybe the dance of the NFL again like the last couple off seasons. But the funny thing is to me is you read Ian Rappaport's report, and, and there's been some other reports about it as well, where you have this contract on the table, and one of the clauses in there is that he wouldn't be able to entertain any NFL interest before the 2024 season. Well, if he waits to sign it until February 1st, you know, that clause is pretty much null and void as it is. So I'm not saying that's what's happening, but there's just so much that goes into it. And in Michigan, you definitely wouldn't, you know, if he signs it now, you would want probably something in there that says that. So uh, I think that's likely a smart move by them. Again, I'm not in the negotiation, so it's tough to say, but there's so much that goes into it. Yeah, part of me says by that clause now up to a 10-year deal, they don't want to play the waiting game with him. It's like if we're going to give you $12.5 million a year. If we're going to give you $125 million reportedly over 10 years, you need to sign this. Right. By, you know, uh, not kickoff, but, you know, maybe within the next, you know, week, 10 days. But when the championship game ends. Yeah, something like that. And you would want <laughs> – I mean, you would want him to sign that and then not have to go through. You, you would think that $12.5 million is enough to, of a price to pay uh, or for him to receive to not go through that NFL dance for what would be a third straight offseason. Um, you know, I don't know how much it's hurt necessarily because he do, he's done a, such a good job of coming back. And, okay, you know, I think, I, in my opinion, I think he chose to not take the Broncos job. And they've been able to carry over the success the last couple of years, too from the year before. I only see San Diego because they have a quarterback, because they have Bosa, they have receivers. Uh, They have a team that easily, when you look at the Chiefs, who I think are on the way down, you look at the Broncos, the Raiders, how they just, you know, nobody taking them seriously. I know they won at the Chiefs yesterday. Uh, You're in the right division there, in my mind. Mm -hmm. You are. uh, Right division to go 10-7 and and make the playoffs. And eleven and eleven and six may win you the division. Yeah, I'm talking with LA. Not saying I keep saying San Diego, but the LA Chargers. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, for so, sure. 
Uh, the cap thing is is a weird situation. I wonder how much he would look into that because he's also a very competitive person who would probably believe he could win, you know, in, in many situations too. I mean, San, San Francisco didn't look like it was going to be in a good spot when he took over there and he did a great job. He turned around Michigan, Stanford. Could he be waiting on what JJ's decision also could be if he's coming back? Maybe. Right? Maybe JJ's got to decide by January 15th. So there could be time there. And you wonder if JJ kind of wants to know what, what Harbaugh's doing. Right. I'm sure they've talked about it at some point. Yeah, maybe. They have to. Uh, his name is Clayton Savey from the Wolverine.com. Clayton, along with Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, John Borton, Doug Skeen, team coverage of Michigan in the college football playoff. Just about six days away from kickoff at the Rose Bowl, the Crimson Tide. And the Wolverines, you can follow everything Michigan at thewolverine.com. If you do have a Michigan-Alabama football question, you can drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also, we have our Honolulu Blue HUGE Question of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. What's the greatest moment ever for you as a Lions fan? Was it... Christmas Eve when they got the interception and locked up the NFC North. Not a lot of options. It's either that one or maybe the Silver Dome playoff win. <laughs> Should have made it like A or B. Uh, you can answer that question when 866-838-4843. That's when 866-838-HUGE on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank of Michigan Bank because they have locations all across Michigan and they have Michigan-based decision makers and your money. We'll stay in Michigan with Mercantile Bank. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy, R&B, genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine, Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. 
They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, Talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com in studio. The Wolverine.com team, complete coverage of Michigan, Alabama and the Rose Bowl at the Wolverine.com. If you have a Michigan, Alabama question, you can drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Go out to the audience, Wally and Swartz Creek, listening out of Flint on Sports Extra 1330. You're on the Huge Show across Michigan. Wally. Wally. Wally, you there? All right, whatever. You might be had to run the John. Speaking of Johns, let's go to John and Holt listening on the game, 730 a.m. You're on the Huge Show. Hey, Huge, I wanted to get your guys' predictions for Alabama and Michigan in the uh, semifinal game. All right, well, we'll start with Clayton Safey. Good question. We were going to do that here in our final segment with Clayton. Uh, what's the final score on Monday night? Yeah, I think it's going to be close. I think Michigan's going to win 28-21. Um, well, that really sounded like a confident prediction. Well, that's, I mean... I, with the Wolverine.com, you can't predict Alabama. Ballas is the only one in the crew that can predict Alabama. No, I've predicted Michigan to lose in the past. Most of the time when I do that, I've been wrong. So, uh, you know, it, it's tough to make. What's your record things. on picks this year for Michigan? Do you know? I am. Is it against the spread or not? It's They haven't been against the spread. Against the spread, probably, you know, probably about 50-50. But, all right, so what's going to happen Monday with Alabama? Yeah, I think it's going to be close all the way through. I think there are going to be some long stretches of this game where the, both defenses play really well and kind of control the game. Um, you know, Michigan should have a pretty good game plan on, on both sides, and I think that they'll be able to contain Jalen Milrow enough to the point that they're not allowing some huge plays from the Alabama quarterback, and they're going to be able to – to hold them to 21 points. And I think Michigan's quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, is going to play well enough to lead his team to a win. Um, and, it, you know, he just feels determined to, to do that after what happened a year ago with the two pick sixes. And uh, so I'll take Michigan in, in one that's going to come down to the wire, I think. I like uh, the Wolverines in a tight one. I'm going to say like 21-17. It, the, the big play will be a factor, and I know it's a big game cliche on a punt return, kick return, yeah. huge turnover. I, I think this is going to be a battle of defensive units. I'll say this. If J.J. McCarthy is over 250 yards passing, Michigan wins by double digits. Or will, will that mean that he was trailing the whole game and had to throw? Well, hey, I don't think. But I'm with, I'm with you. I though. think if you're trailing, they're teeing off on you. 
Yeah. So yeah, I, that's you, true. You too. don't get your normal junk yardage against safe. Yeah. No, I agree. I think a lot of this game is going to come down to him. I know we talked about it earlier. It is him. You yeah. know, if you go back a year, four, 13 months ago, whenever, I, at Ohio State, that I said he needed that big game and he delivered. Yeah. And he's the guy that has watched those celebrations. You've seen the photos. Right. Georgia TCU game. He's the guy. He's the leader. He He's the MVP of the team at their banquet, uh, you know, eight days ago. Uh, he just needs a monster game against arguably one of the better defensive units in college football in Alabama and better coaching staffs in Nick Saban. There mm-hmm. you go. For sure. And I said it earlier too, but when you look at Alabama's side and their quarterback's very good, Jalen Milrow finished sixth in Heisman Trophy voting. He was, you know, a, a tremendous player that got better throughout the throughout the year, but this is going to be the biggest stage he's played on too. JJ and a lot of these Michigan guys have been there, so I think that experience will be big for them as well as Michigan's coaching staff being able to adjust and understand what it takes to get it done in some of these games. So I agree with you there. And yeah, Alabama's got more five stars. They got more four stars in Michigan, all of that. But an equalizer can be the quarterback. And I think that's what JJ can bring in this game. And you said it. I mean, he he sat there and watched the other team celebrate after the last two playoff losses. Uh, And I think he wants it to be him up there with the confetti falling. And I think that the Michigan's going to have a good shot to do that if he plays really well. Yeah. And I, I like him a tight one. I, I think the Vegas line is right on that coin flip uh, it number. It's a coin it, flip. Yeah. It, it's a coin flip game. It's a big game. Is there an opening kick? Uh, great field position, special teams, which Saban loves to live by uh, special teams, mm-hmm. you know, kicking game, all these things that, you know, if you look at Michigan, they've had that big game on the road in the front seven for Penn State. Might be reflective of the type of defense they're going to see. They were able to pound the football and win that game. I liken this more to Penn State on the road, the matchup with Alabama, than I do the Ohio State game at home. At least when you're looking at it from Michigan's offense yes, perspective. Yes, yes, yes. Because Penn State's offense is terrible uh, in, in relation to the the better teams, but I agree with you. I mean, the way the Penn State front seven plays and the way, really, they gave Michigan trouble when it came to protecting, but Michigan was able to run the ball when it had to. And Michigan, you look at the numbers, they have not run the ball well this year, uh, you know, considering the expectations after what they did the two prior years. But in the big moments, that offensive line has moved people. You mentioned the Penn State game. I'll mention the second half of that Ohio State game. Even when Zinter went out, when they had that eight-minute drive that completely you know, shook Ohio State, in my opinion. They still had a shot at the end there, but um, they've been able to run the ball when they need to. So you're going to need to in this game, certainly. And part of that's going to be J.J.'s legs, as we said earlier. But I, I think that uh, a lot of it's going to come down to what they do at the line of scrimmage, too, as you said. Clayton Safey, Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, John Borden, Doug Skeen, the Wolverine.com crew, round-the-clock coverage of Bama, Michigan, the college football playoff, also They'll keep you up to date on University of Michigan basketball and more at thewolverine.com. They'll have three team members on the ground in Pasadena looking ahead to kickoff Monday at 5 p.m. Clayton, thank you, my man. Thank you so much. All right, Clayton Safey joining us uh, in studio. If you have a Michigan comment or question, you can check in on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. 
We are back inside the leadership locker room. Bill Simonson with Greg Harris. He has his book, Sage Advice, which covers leadership and all the principles necessary to run a business, own a business, and be a part of a successful business. And he joins us back in the locker room. How you doing, my man? Bill, great to see you today. All right, let's talk about Sage Advice, which now is available on Amazon. People can get it wherever they uh, download their books or buy them. But uh, let's give a thumbnail version of what Sage Advice is all about. I think it came down for me, Bill. I'm not a self-made person, and most of us aren't. People had influence, mentors, coaches. Are we coachable? Uh, The wisdom they have that we can pass on. I thought to myself, I'm going to write it, and I'm going to interview a lot of folks. My parents, my grandparents really gave me some great nuggets of truth to live by, and I share them with the audience. It's a fascinating book. It's a little embarrassing because I didn't heed all of their advice all the time. I'm not perfect, but the book itself, is uh, pretty much a celebration of honoring your elders and adhering to some wisdom they earned. Greg Harris, Sage Advice. If people want to read this book, uh, the online version, uh, I assume they get a paperback. Uh, where do they go to get Sage Advice? You can go to MaximizeLeadership.com. MaximizeLeadership.com. Or you can go to Amazon and put in the Sage Advice, Greg Harris. Oh, it pops up number you, one. You, you now you can get delivered by the Amazon truck. I can even do it in my Suburban if, if, if it's really good. Amazon's using those EV vehicles. I don't do EV. You no. can't hear them coming. No, no, they're sneaky. They're sneaky. Knock, knock. What's there? I got you sage advice from greg harris here's sage advice i'll give you sage advice some gas don't buy an ev gas in that van (laughs) (laughs) again look for the book sage advice greg harris joins us in the leadership locker room here on the huge show across michigan imagine this winning big at soaring eagle it's the snowfall lucky draw Every Saturday in December, select a lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Where are you watching the Michigan-Alabama game on New Year's Day? Where you can join the huge show at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids and other Celebration Cinema locations will be showing the game. For more info, go to CelebrationCinema.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Tuesdays are presented by the incredible Soarin' Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. If you stop by now between the end of the year, you can see that Lions Ford Bronco parked out front that you could win in a drawing the first week of January. All you have to do is place a qualifying bet on the Soarin' Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Just download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, make that qualifying bet on one of the two remaining Lions regular season games, and you'll be in that drawing to win that brand new Lions Ford Bronco courtesy of Soaring Eagle. You have the last two home games. To make that qualifying bet, just download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, and that Lions Ford Bronco could be yours. John Beeline will be talking hoops here in just about 10 minutes. Former Michigan head coach, Pistons 
shooting coach, basically, advisor, you could call it. Before that, a stop with the Cavaliers in the NBA, Josh Garvey, who is the managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew in downtown Grand Rapids. Their corporate office and world headquarters are in Troy on the east side of the state. We'll talk about the Pistons. They get the Nets tonight. Mm. They've lost 26 games in a row. 26. It could be 27 tonight. The worst losing streak in league history. The 76ers at 28 games. But that was spread out between the 2013-14 and 2014-15 seasons. Mm. They get the Nets tonight. They get Boston in Boston on a road game on December 28th. To break the record, the Pistons would then need to lose their 29th consecutive game at home against the Toronto Raptors. That game will be December 30th. Man, it's ugly. I know, hey, people talk about Cade's offense. He doesn't play both ends of the floor. You want to be a great NBA player, I think you have to play both ends of the floor offense and defense. Gores is talking about changes. What changes? What can you do in season? You went and spent money. This team started 2-1, and one, and I thought, hey, the Monty Williams effect is there. They just don't have tough dudes who want to play defense. They are the worst defensive team in the NBA. The worst. And I've never understood that, how you can't get a guy making millions to go play, move his feet, body, and play defense on the other end. You know why? They're not taught that in this garbage AAU club basketball. You'll see some high schools still play defense and some colleges who will play defense. I think Michigan State's turnaround has been because of defense. I don't think Michigan plays enough defense. So we'll talk to John Beeline, the former Wolverine head coach, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office, will join us in studio. Remember, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, hour, or full show, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search the huge show where you download podcast. Big, bad, huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, hour number three on a Tuesday, presented by Soren Eagle. 
in Mount Pleasant, by the way, stop by Soren Eagle. You can see that Lions Ford Bronco you could win in a drawing the first week of January. To get into the drawing, you have to make a qualifying bet on any of the two remaining Lions regular season games. Just download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Make that qualifying bet, and you could be a winner. Speaking of winners, John Beeline has won at every level. He's a winner on and off the court. He joins us each and every week, presented by Dorn Mayhew. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder for their Grand Rapids office, will join us in a moment. Their world headquarters are in Troy. We'll get to the Pistons, who have lost 26 straight. What do you do to end it? We'll ask the coach, what, what's his advice? Tom Gore's called him. What do you do? I mean, I think it begins with defense, something we talked about last week, and we'll get Josh and Coach Beeline in in a moment. You start with defense. They're the worst defensive team in the league. How hard is it to tell the guys to play every possession like it's Game 7 of the NBA Finals? Because where this is going is that the crowd is chanting sell the team. The media worldwide and especially nationally is on 26 losses in a row. And I don't need people telling me, look at Cade though, man. You know, Cade's playing hard. No, he's playing hard on one end of the floor. This is about both ends. And what is shocking is that prior to Monty Williams, this team would play some defense. Originally, back, remember with Big Stu and there was this two years ago playing D? Getting the respect, kind of like, you know, being tough with LeBron, right, and the Lakers. And I'm going to tell you, since the addition of Cade Cunningham, this team has decided they'd rather play games 140-130. And they do not have the offensive weapons to hang in the NBA that way. They don't. So teams are like, sure, we'll give Cade his points, but 40 points isn't going to win NBA games. We mentioned this last week in our discussion that the Pistons are the worst defensive team in the NBA. To me, that's where the 26-game losing streak resides. Have they quit on the coach? I don't know. When you look at winnable games, especially during this streak where a struggling Utah comes in on a back-to-back and the Pistons get blown out, or they're playing these teams who are struggling and then they lose by 19... I go right back to defense. I look at Michigan State, as I said before the break, I think they turned around their season by playing defense. Defense creates offense. John Beeline and Josh Garvey, Josh managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew, their Grand Rapids office. John Beeline, one of the great coaches in college history. He is standing by talking hoops each and every week presented by Dorn Mayhew. How are you doing, coach? I'm good. I'm good. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah, back at you. Uh, Josh, did you have a good Christmas? I did. Yeah, I did. How about you? Yeah, your kids are still in the Santa and stuff. I get teenagers. It's a, it's a different Christmas with teenagers. You have a good one, John? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. It was very good. Thanks. All right. So the Pistons, uh, did they get the perfect Christmas gift called How to Play Defense? Uh Uh, Because they have 26 losses in a row, John. I know you were a part of that organization. You've been around basketball a long time. What do they need to do to get that win and stop the streak and don't let it get to the point where they lose, what, 29 in a row, which would be an NBA record? 
but they're gonna they're gonna I, they got a chance now in these next two of these next three games to get a win, and they they gotta just go do it. I mean, I make up their mind and find every way they can do it. But I, I was listening to you before, huge, and the, the defense. There's two big compelling factors with their defense that that make a huge difference for them. Is they they it's really odd. They don't turn people over, which would mean they're playing sort of soft, but they, you know, they're playing like in the gaps and off people, but they lead the league in following people. That's like an absolute, you know, opposite of what should be happening. If you're, if, if you should not be putting people to the foul line at all, if you're not turning them over. And somehow this is a bad number for them to do that. They're tw- I think they're 29th uh, in steals, uh, and yet they're 30th in personal fouls. So it means they're 29th, almost last in stealing the ball, but in trying to steal the ball and fouling or whatever, they're last. So that's a bad number. They're putting people to the foul line. In the NBA, people won't. You foul people, it's two points. There's no one and one. And they just make the foul shots. And so you're giving up 81% every time you foul some. So that was a problem the last couple of years. Uh, this year it's really bad. And uh, I, that, they got to correct that before they're going to win. Josh, when you look at the Pistons, uh, just as a fan, it is sad to watch because the Pistons have been rebuilding for over a decade. And just when you think, hey, Monty Williams or 2 and one start, He's the guy that can get everything together. They're the youngest team in the NBA. Here comes the 26-game losing streak. From a fan's perspective, what do you think they need to do uh, to end the streak? I think defense. You and I talked about this offline, but they're just the worst defensive team in the league are right up there, and I think defense will uh, turn into offense. But I still think they just need to get a W under their belt. They certainly have the talent. They've got the coach. They just need to get together in that locker room and make that decision that they're going to go out there and, and, and play really hard the whole game. And I think they just need to get that first win. Johnny, if you were uh, in, that, in a locker room where your team has lost 26 in a row, and let's say you know it's, it's game day today, and yeah. you get your last conversation with the team, what would be your message to try and end a 26-game losing streak? It would be very – after 26, it obviously – I haven't been in many more than seven or eight. So 26, a whole other animal, how many times you can do it. But if he hasn't pulled this card out, it would be like, just think how good it's going to feel when we come into this locker room after a W. You know, close your eyes and envision what it's going to be like to be shaking each other's hands and, and just all excited about a W. You almost got to put them there because they forgot how to do it. They really forgot how to do it. Try to do everything you can to give them encouragement going out there and let's go get this one, right? And let's be back here and we'll be back here in two hours. Everybody will be smiling. It'll be a great, great W. Just put that in their minds. Fans are chanting, sell the team. Gores has come out and said, hey, there'll be changes. But, you know, John, at the college level, pro level, you can't do a lot in season to change the course of your season in terms of roster or coaches. You can make some moves, but to make moves that help turn it completely around from losing 26 straight is next to impossible. 
Yeah, it, it, like you said, it's, it, this, isn't, this is really uncharted. We said the same thing last week, and we've lost two or three cents then. This is uncharted territory right now. And so, I mean, there's, there's, there's a culture that something is missing there. There's just something missing that can be created. There can be that just this little spark somewhere that can change this thing. It could be one person talking up in the locker room. And it, it, they, gotta, they, they can't say, okay, we'll just happen, you know, because we're out there. They've got to be intentional right now about different people stepping up and making big plays that everybody will remember, how, you know, just like when you win a championship. Everybody remembers all the little plays. Believe me, everybody will remember all the little plays when they can end this thing and just get on the other side of it. So um, we got we just got to hope that they can they can get there. It's a young team. You got to remember, many of them never played college basketball for more than a year. Didn't have a lot of success in college if they did. And winning, being on winning teams, is not something. That is, they've been around their whole life. They've been good teams, but teams that really win, right, have experience in that. And that's what we're missing a little bit with kids not going to college for more, more time, right, that they, they have to. Uh, it's difficult to learn that in the NBA on the fly. John Beeline, Josh Garvey joining us in studio. We talk hoops each and every week uh, with Coach Beeline, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms are world headquarters in Troy, Michigan. Josh Garvey oversees the Grand Rapids office. So, Josh, uh, from a fan's perspective, which I am, and also I do a statewide talk show, they just need this streak to end because, you know, for a franchise that's been looking for a way out, when they when it looked like a couple times here in the last four years where they've turned the corner and then there's an abrupt halt, uh, this just needs to end so they can move on and try and figure out, well, not their roster for this year, but what the future is. But this streak needs to end. It is too much publicity for a young team weighing on them. They hear the fans uh, in the stands are not drawn well at home. So uh, ending this streak here before the end of the year, I think, is vital uh, short-term, long-term to the Pistons. I would have to agree. That national attention certainly is not helping their confidence at all. People saying that they could lose every game the rest of the way. My brother, it's Christmas Day. We're having the family dinner. He's like, hey, what do you think? You think the Pistons could lose every game the rest of the year? And I'm thinking, are just the thought that this conversation is even out there, to me, is so bad for the Pistons. It really is. We have a great franchise with a with a very deep storied history of great players. and an owner who's given you know you got look at the arena, look at the money he spent, look at uh, the draft picks. Just nothing has come together, and they've had a couple of times where it looked like it was turning the corner. And the one thing I go back to, Josh, was that they started to play some defense and toughness. Remember, I think it was did Stu get into a you know pushing with LeBron or something, and those. That I'm like, okay, they're going to go this way. And then, boom, there's an abrupt turn, and they go the other way. It's nothing against Cade, but he has got to play both ends of the floor, in my mind. You have to play defense to win. Because they're going to follow him. And, John, how important is it for the best guy on any basketball team to lead by example that the other guys feed off of it? Oh, it's, it's essential. You can't win without it. If your best players aren't doing all the little things, and obviously defense is – 
Yeah, people aren't, aren't that's not what people talk enough about enough. They talk about, you know, assists and three pointers and highlight film. They don't, they don't show a highlight film of somebody guarding their yard and making the guy pick it up and, you know, turn it over. They, they're going to show maybe the offense on it. So you got to buy into the little things. And, and, uh, you know, they said K played a year at Oklahoma State. This is his first time really playing on this every single game over and over and over again. He can do this, and he's not alone in this thing. They all, they all have to, you know, he, he, those stats I showed you before, he's not the only one doing this. And we, But it is important that your best players are the ones diving on the floor. They're the ones that are making the big stops, doing the intangible things that don't show up in the stat sheets. And I think he's learning those on the fly. He's, he's, he'll, he, he, he wants to learn. He wants to get better. But getting there is hard when the, every opponent he is an NBA player that the next night. John Beeline, uh, one of the great guys on and off the court ever in basketball. He joins us each and every week on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of America's top CPA accounting and business firms, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's GR office, uh, joins us uh, every week. So away from the losing streak, John, uh, what what other, not changes, but what other directions do the Pistons need to go in to start playing winning basketball? Well, I think two things that, that they really counted on this year is to go back, and this is not going to answer your question, but Monte Morris and Joe Harris we're supposed to be guys that would be rotational guys in the top eight. And Joe's not playing right now. And Monte is that I talked about it early shows that computer, you need to run your, your team. And they haven't had either one of those. So that's a, that's a change in the other direction that they planned on. All right. Now I think trying to find the consistency of who they're playing. And then the, you know, as the trade deadline is not till February here, they got to really, Think about what changes they have to meet in their style of play, right? And who their personnel, does it fit a style of play that is an NBA style of play today? And they got to find that sweet spot that whether they want to be a little different, that's fine. But you got to be good at being different. And it, it, it's, it's really hard for them right now with the roster that they have, whether it's injuries or not, to go out there on a day-to-day basis and, and win games, but they have to continue to tweak this roster so they can do it and then make their plan one that is one that can compete in the NBA. And I think they're, I'm sure they're all working at it. It certainly isn't coming out on the court yet. And yet is the big three letter word I'm using there. It's, it, 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 it needs to come out. If it doesn't come out right, it's going to be a longer year than it is right now. John Beeline joining us. Also, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew, heads up the Grand Rapids office. Uh, you played basketball, been a fan all your life. What, what do you see in this team that if they did this differently beginning tonight against Brooklyn, they're a different basketball team? Is there anything they can do? Defense. Play defense. Play hard on defense. And you're seeing guys only play on one end. And it's not just K. There's others that are not playing defense. And it's that's the one thing I see. John, again, you stress defense and offense uh, at the college level. You coach with the Cavs. You, you know, senior advisor with the Pistons. Why does it seem so hard for great athletes, the best basketball athletes in the world at the NBA level, 
to play on both sides of the court. It's not every player, but there's a large majority that just won't play any defense. Why is that? Well, I think one thing is that this team is, uh, is very young, and I know there's a lot of teams that are young, but it is it the hardest thing in the NBA is understanding that defense, you, don't, you can't win without it in the NBA. You might be able to win with it, with, with, without it in college sometimes. Roll the ball out there, and you got better players than they do. Now, you, this is not the situation, and you don't have the home games uh, you know, tw- 20 home games and 10 away to boost your stats. So it's important that they somehow right now just understand that it's uh, it, I, I've said this before. It's, it's like if you mess up on offense, which means you don't, you don't score the basket, you you turn the ball over, you got to turn around and play defense. But it's like the quarterback, you know, turning around and, and you know, throwing an interception and then playing safety. It's a mindset that you got to quickly change your mind to playing defense in a tempo game. There's no 30 second huddle to regroup yourself when you when you happen because if, if you're as I said this last week, if you're giving them the ball on the 35 yard line and you don't huddle, man, it's hard to stop somebody. And so as a result, that's what they're getting into, and they're they're thinking too much about what's going wrong on offense, and they can't execute on defense because they're a young team. His name is John Beeline, one of the great men on and off the court, joining us each and every week talking hoops on the HUGE show presented by Dorn Mayhew, along with Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for the Grand Rapids office. All right, fellas, before I let you go, uh, let's play the does the streak end tonight game against the Nets. Josh, we'll start with you. You know what? I, I'm going to take a, a, a bold risk here and say that it's going to end tonight. I, I saw clips Highlights of the last game. They just played Brooklyn recently. Is this one and small step for mankind, one giant leap for the Pistons? It is. It is. Here's the holiday spirit. Your kids, hey. you know, Santa, everything. You're feeling good. I'm feeling Because if they don't, if the streak doesn't end, you're still Josh, the good guy. I'm doing mayhem. That's right. That's right. right. That's right. But I, I do think it ends tonight. I think at home, I think that they they played them tough just just recently. And I and I, I see it coming to an end tonight, so I'm taking the Pistons. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Dear Detroit. Mr. Gores, this is Josh from Dorn May, who's Grand Rapids office. Your streak's going to end tonight. If you ever need any CPA or business advice, talk to our Troy office not too far uh, from your Pistons offices. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Josh Garvey. That's right. All right, Johnny, do they end the streak tonight? Um, I, I think they're going to. I'm not going to go out as far. I think they're going to end it tonight or with Toronto. One of those two. They're not going to. They're not going to win in Boston. No, I, I agree. At, but I think they're going to. If they don't win it tonight, they're. If they don't win tonight, they're going to beat Toronto uh, in, it, later in the week. And so uh, that's what I think. But they can beat Brooklyn's. If Brooklyn is all injured like they were last time, right? Uh, they can beat beat them if they come back and they're at full strength. Have some of their injured players playing. It's still going to be tough. It's still going to be tough, but we can we can do it. And once we do it, who knows what can happen after that? Guys, stay positive. Little Beastie Boys, no sleep till Brooklyn for Josh Garvey on the way home. <laughs> John Beeline, I don't know if the Beastie Boys uh, exactly uh, down your musical uh, playlist there on your Apple Music service, but I thought I'd drop it. Johnny, good conversation. It's a tough conversation because we all want the Pistons to win. And, John, you were part of the organization. There are a lot of good people and players there, and this losing streak does nothing for anybody. It doesn't. Yeah, 
I got I got to know every player, virtually every player on that team, and they're really fine young men. Uh, but play, learning to play as this as collectively as one team and fighting through the tough spots is something they're all learning right now, and they're learning it firsthand. And uh, that, that once they get there, you know, who knows what can happen. Johnny, uh, Happy New Year uh, to you, your wife, your family, man. Really good stuff. I'm getting a lot of great feedback across the state on our Talking Hoops conversations every week presented by Doran Mayhew. Uh, we'll talk next week, and we'll look ahead to the Big Ten with Michigan, Michigan State, and also you'll be in studio on the weekends uh, beginning in January on the Big Ten Network. Uh, looking forward to that and looking forward to our next conversation in seven days. All right. Thanks, huge. Yeah, John Beeline. Good stuff. Yeah. As honest as anybody can be, Josh, with a 26-game losing streak, I mean, we're you can't really sugarcoat it, even though you dropped about 10 pounds of Pioneer sugar on your pick for the streak 10 tonight. <laughs> I think they're going to end up getting the record. I believe they'll lose 37 games in a row before they win. Really? Wow. Mm. My brother Bob yesterday, uh, well, that was after discovering Honolulu Blue in the two four packs that I gave him for Christmas, courtesy of Coppercraft Distillery. He's like, man, I'm, I'm thinking about putting a bet on the Pistons not winning. I think it's like 90,000 plus 90,000 that the Pistons do not win another game the rest of the year. He goes, I think it's going to happen. I'm like, I don't see that. Okay, first off, I'm really excited that you like the Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft. First off, you drank eight like you were drinking blue raspberry lemonade, but that has 10% vodka in it. Okay, you, he's not driving. We're at his house. My mom is, you know, trying to figure out the, the Bluetooth speaker I got her. I gave up after directions on the holidays. I gave up. I, I told her, like, she goes, can you help me? I come in there. I got it for her. I'm like, read the directions. I go, I don't. And then I tell my brother, is, it, is there TV and internet TV? He goes, no, no internet. Just the one hour here, I go, wait a minute, Mom goes, you bought us both these TVs for Christmas two years ago. They're both internet. He goes, oh, I didn't know it. <laughs> then I'm trying to figure that out with multiple remotes. <laughs> Christmas. The greatest thing ever is getting things that are, forget wrapping them in a normal box. Find somebody who sets it up. You put it in the bag. You pour it out on the floor and you say, Merry Christmas, hook it up. I hate that. You, you ever go to Ikea back when you were like, you no, ever been there? N- never. I could, and put stuff together? No. When you have this dream, like when I first got married, you're going to you know, do a little nice stuff. The wife did. I didn't have an Ikea dream. I like the Swedish meatballs they serve there down by Ann Arbor. But, and then you get the directions. That stuff was out in the dumpster uh, back of my house. <laughs> and I said, let's go to a store where they got put together I don't care if I pay $300 for delivery. Put together tables, okay? Right. Chairs. Right. Yeah, God right. bless Sweden. It's a great place, good hockey, and Nicholas Lindstrom, one of my favorite guys of all time, and the women are beautiful, but whoever came up with trying to put that together, I'd rather go to the Rubik's Cube finals against a kid from Taiwan. <laughs> all right, Josh, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Same to you. Thank you. Yeah, Josh Garvey, he is the managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew, officially Dorn Mayhew. Now they're Grand Rapids. Uh, office world headquarters in Troy. Uh, they are the one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge.
It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Michigan State basketball coach Tom Izzo quotes his mentor, Judd Heathcote, on how teams play around the Christmas holiday. Tom says, quoting Judd, that Michigan State teams and many others never played well just prior to Christmas and just after Christmas. That's what he's used to sell the fact that his Spartans need to play well this Saturday at home against Indiana State. It's the only game this week, and the Spartans have been off a few days since they beat Stony Brook last week. Michigan State is now 7-5 on the season. This is the last non-conference game, and Indiana State looks pretty good, having won 10 of its first 12 games. It comes up Saturday before Big Ten play resumes next week. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail, vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw. Every Saturday in December, select a lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw. Every Saturday in December, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year. Purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan Tuesday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We do have our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. What's the biggest moment ever for you as a Lions fan? You can join us at 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 Huge. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in. 
on the huge text chain. Text the word huge to 21,000. Speaking of text, text impact to 21000 and you will go into the drawing for a shot at winning Lomas Brown's Lions tricked out golf cart. One exactly like Lomas has, courtesy of Drew and the crew from Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford here on the west side of the state. Michigan's newest go-to Yamaha golf cart dealer. And if you want your own custom golf cart for the club, the neighborhood, the business, the lake, talk to Drew and his team. They can do it right there on premise. Anything you want on it, any look you want. Stop by and see Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. 14 Mile in Rockford, Michigan's newest go-to Yamaha golf cart destination. And text IMPACT to 21000. That's I-M-P-A-C-T to 21000. And you'll be in the drawing next summer during our huge golf event at Tellymore to win that Lions golf cart exactly like Lomas Browns. Text IMPACT to 21000. Speaking of the Lions, let's go talk to Mike Kimber, Micro Mike, also Lions Nation Unite with Herman Moore. About the Lions winning the NFC North. About the Lions making us all wonder, are they going to blow it at the end? But they took care of business, and now they're still in the hunt for the overall number one seed. If they can win their remaining two games, Saturday night at Dallas and a week from this weekend at home against the Vikings, and they need the Niners to lose another game. So they may have quarterback injury issues. Kimber standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? I am doing fantastic. Detroit Lions win the NFC North. This is a great time to be a Lions fan. This team is surging at the right time with two wins. Nothing could be better at this moment. What were you thinking, though, uh, as we all let it sink in that the Lions have won a division title for the first time in 30 years? But the way they were going about getting there to get the win was very stressful on every single Lions fan. I think everybody out there was saying, John Kaminsky, fall on the ball. John Kaminsky, don't don't attempt to pick it up, John. You you had the game won right there. But in surprising fashion, well, I guess unsurprising, a player who has been playing really good at Futu Malfanu comes in with the interception to finish the game. The defense pulls it out. Amazing win for the Lions. And you're watching some of these players who may have been disregarded, like Afutu Malafon, who's starting to make an impact at the right time for this football team. Stressful, but I wouldn't have it any other way. It was great to see the Lions win, you know, last minute of the game and watching the soul sucked out of the Vikings fan base. I will say, you know, Kirk Cousins was classy with what he said to Goff afterwards. But, man, if they never had Cousins go down, it would be interesting where the NFC North would be. But that's part of the business, and the Lions are NFC North champs. Like I mentioned, uh, guaranteed three seed right now could go to two as high as one. And Saturday night's trip to Dallas, Michael, will show me if this team is ready to win the NFC. Cowboys haven't lost at home all season long. They've been extremely dominant in North Texas, this is a measuring stick for me when it comes to the Lions looking ahead to the playoffs. 
you know, all we've been hearing all year long is are the Lions in the conversation with Dallas and Philadelphia in the 49ers? Well, on Saturday, we have a real opportunity to find that out while we're traveling to Dallas, where Dallas is undefeated. Just like the great Ric Flair said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. If the Lions go to Dallas and they beat up on this team at their house, they will show that they are a legit contender. And like you said, look, the Lions have they, they have their own shot to get the number two seed, right? All they got to do is win out and they're net the number two seed. If San Francisco drops the game and they face the Rams the last game of the year, You have to come to Detroit, and any team that comes to Detroit, it's going to be a tough task for them to win. Jared Goff right now, really good in the Dome, really good at home. The offensive line is healthy. The Lions have a legit shot, but a big test on Saturday night. Going to a team right now in Dallas who is putting up over 30 points a game, and they're undefeated at home. I wouldn't have it any other way. This is a great test for this football team in prime time again where the Lions are undefeated and they're, they're clutch when prime time get to see who the big dog is in the NFC. Can you imagine what it would be like if the Lions have home field advantage, they get the bye, and they are two wins away inside Ford Field from going to the Super Bowl with that decibel level would be like with the crowd for those two home games. Wow. Yeah, I would fully suspect if you're going to those games, if the Lions do have you know the number one seed and you have to come to Detroit, you better have earmuffs because it's going to be extremely loud. I can't even imagine how loud it'd be at Ford Field and the momentum from the fan base who have been deprived and haven't had a playoff game at Ford Field and to go from never having one to being the number one seed, hosting basically two playoff games, two games away from the Super Bowl. It would be ludicrous, but it is very possible with the 49ers losing last night. Brock Purdy showing that he can make mistakes, and the Lions are surging, and teams like Dallas and Philadelphia and 49ers last night kind of falling off a little bit. It is the perfect case scenario right now for Detroit. Micro Mike, Mike Kimber, uh, Lions Nation Unite, uh, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. So, from what you've seen the last two weeks in those wins over the Broncos and Vikings and what we still can see at Dallas Vikings regular season finale in Detroit, what tells you they're ready for a deep playoff run and what would be your major concern that they're not? It's always going to go to the offensive line. We have now seen it. It's proven if the Lions offensive line is starting and healthy, they can beat any team in the NFL. Their offense is on full capacity. Run the football, pass the football. But if you have an injury, it reduces that. So the concern and positive is just for the offensive line. Right now it's healthy. So I'm extremely happy and positive with that. But again, could their injuries come up? They could. But then you look at the defense. They're huge, and right now we're getting healthy. C.J. Garner-Johnson could be back for this Dallas game. James Houston could be returning to practice very, very shortly. And Ali McNeil. So right now, it's health is the concern. It's always going to be health, but this team is run by this offensive line. And if they are, if they stay continuity, if this offense, starting offensive line is together, they can beat any team in the NFL, make no mistake about it. And they can beat any team because they can control the clock and the ball. And that is their strength that I talked about in my opening huge opinion today, Michael, that where they are elite is where their line is healthy and you're rolling out Montgomery between the tackles and we watch what Gibbs could do. 
on Sunday. That's where the Lions are as good as anybody in the NFL. And they've proved that they can run the football. Chicago Bears, when we faced them, was the number one run defense. We put nearly 200 yards on them. We just faced the Vikings, who was a really good run defense. We put 140 yards on them. If you can run the football, you can win anywhere. And it's due to this offensive line and the great dual-headed monster here in Montgomery and Gibbs. This team is built for a run. It really is. And I know it sounds crazy to Lions fans, to see this, but it's 100% true. We got a two-headed monster. We got an offensive line. And Jared Goff, you know what he loves to do? I'm going to do play-action pass. Best quarterback in the NFL play-action. This offense is getting it done. The defense is starting to heat up. The Lions can make a run, but we it's all on health with this line. Just like you've been saying, it is predicated on the offensive line. How about the impact of basically JMO as a rookie between injury recovery time and the suspension for gambling Jameer Gibbs, and you look at Laporta. You talk about Brad Holmes, who I I love how he's just stayed uh, behind the scenes. This has been about the team. Uh, Sheila Ford-Hamp, same thing. Sheila Hamp that she goes by now. Barry gave her a great tweet of love uh, last night. But, man, think about the, the young impact players. And you look across the league, and you see, you see Gibbs, Laporta, and now JMO getting comfortable, and JMO looking more like an NFL receiver, which is just about more reps, and they're not utilizing him just going deep every time, giving him some short uh, patterns to make a catch and uh, get some yak yards after the catch. I, that core, basically three rookies. It, it's amazing to watch their development. You know, and that's why this regime is so good, and this is why this Lions team right now is good compared to years past. It's always built in the NFL draft. When you look at a general manager, what they need to do, yes, you can get free agents. Yes, you can make trades that does help out. But to be a competitive team, you have to draft correctly. I give the general manager 75%, basically, of the draft. If you win the draft, you're going to win, and they have done just that. Panay Sewell, St. Brown, Jamison Williams, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Brian Branch. They have drafted phenomenally. Now, Afutu Malafanui, they drafted a couple years ago. Derek Barnes is really starting to show up. When you have young players that can contribute on low-cost contracts and relatively generally healthier when you're younger, you can compete with anyone, and that's what they are doing right now. We talked about Jamison Williams all year long, huge. We talked about it. Don't trade this guy. This idea of trading Jamison Williams is ridiculous. He will get his feet under him. And what has he done, Huge? He's done just that. He's taking shots now in the middle. He's doing sideline catches. He's doing everything with this offense. He's become a legit number two wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, and it's opening up the offense. Brad Holmes, in my opinion, should be executive of the year with his ability to draft. The amount of of garbage he took when he took Jameer Gibbs at 12 taking Jack Campbell at 18 and Sam Laporte in the second round was ridiculous. And it ended up to find out that he was correct. He took elite players, a running back at 12 elite running back who can break right now, any type of run. He's averaging 9.1 yards a carry. Ridiculous. Sam Laporta right now, fourth tight end in yards. He's going to be an all pro and he's a rookie. This is how you make a good team. You draft correctly and you find the right pieces for the right players for your football team that meshes well with Dan Campbell. The organization from top down is run correctly by Sheila Fordham, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. 
Yeah, one thing about Jag Campbell, though, I'd like to see him a little bit better in pass coverage, but, you know, that will come as you learn as a rookie. But the rookie contributions are stunning. I don't know if I've ever seen an NFL team have this many young guys uh, help a team win a division title. Now, Saturday night at Dallas, I hope they keep bringing the pressure. I think sitting back and playing straight up pass defense or zone is horrible for this team. Uh, Bring the heat, bring the safeties, bring Branch. Keep doing it. It worked against Denver. It worked uh, when you did it against the Vikings. Do not let quarterbacks uh, get comfortable. You give up a big play, so be it. You get back on offense. Can't wait for the Cowboys game on Saturday night. Mike Kimber, Detroit Lions insider. Micro Mike on YouTube and also part of Lions Nation Unite uh, with Herman Moore. Thank you so much, my man. Thank you so much, and go Lions. All right, there he is. Yeah, go Lions. Saturday night, by the way. You know, I've been friends with the Preston family out of Grand Ledge for 15 years. And I've always told them about Preston's Bar in downtown Grand Ledge that a lot of you know about if you're listening on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. I said, we got to do a, I'll come down and watch a, watch a game with everybody. What the heck was that? Did you hang up? Hang up, Superfly. I'm getting emotional talking about Lanny and Vic and Joey and Randy and Jerry Preston. I'm going to be at Preston Sports Bar on Saturday night celebrating our return on air with the game 7.30 a.m. Weekdays were live at 3 in Lansing. So you can join me at Preston's Bar for the Lions and the Cowboys on Saturday night, downtown Grand Ledge. There you go. I think all the Prestons will be there. There's like a 1,000 of them, including Vic. I think Russ Wilcox will be there, served our country out of the National Guard helicopter base in Grand Ledge. It's kind of like the Jack Reacher of Grand Ledge. Tough guy with a big heart. So if you're listening on the game 7.30 a.m. or you will be in Grand Ledge on Saturday night, join me at the world-famous Preston's Bar for the Lions and the Cowboys, and I'll be hanging out there with my good friends from Grand Ledge and also all of our listeners on the game 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, where the huge show is back live weekdays at 3. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC. Ring in the new year and get game day deals with One Stop at Meyer. Shop extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Select Coca-Cola, Pepsi, 7-Up, or Dr. Pepper products. Buy two, get one free. Plus deposit where applicable. And select Lay's party size chips or poppables, two for $6. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Cheer on your favorite team and celebrate the new year when you shop quality and One Stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, as we wrap up our Tuesday broadcast. Thank you, Superfly. Job well done. Remember, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.